Welcome to the Double A Podcast with myself, Andrew Barrera, and my co-host, Alanis Lynch. Alanis, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Doing fantastic, man. Weather looks great. How's it looking over there by you? It's the same. Yeah, right? Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, this new book called Feed. Seems pretty good. What are your thoughts on that so far, Alanis? It's pretty good yeah i don't know how about you how I do mean, you think about it i find it pretty cool i mean i think the futuristic aspect of it is pretty intriguing to myself yeah, it's different yeah it's different um some something new as well i don't think i've ever read a book particularly like this one before uh would, would you also say the same yeah yeah i think it's like a cool concept but it's like Definitely, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's something different, man. Something I feel like a lot of books that are targeted to teens in high school, they kind of revolve around like the same subject. What do you mean by that? If that makes any sense. I mean, like Of Mice and Men, and what's another one we've read? Um, I'm trying to think. And like Lord of the Flies... They're kind of like all of like that like same type of like genre like the outsiders, like fiction, but like yeah, realistic fiction, like it could happen. This is like yes, it could happen, but not today, which is something yeah. cool to think about in my opinion. But anyways, there's there there's a lot of futuristic stuff in this book, the feed. Uh, most. Do you know what the feed does? Uh yeah, would you care to explain for the listeners? Yeah, so the feed is a is like a chip that is put inside of everyone's brain that it's pretty much like a computer, right? Except it's inside you, and it can control everything. Yes, yes. Which I can kind of uh, compare that to what Elon Musk is doing, uh, the founder of Tesla and uh, PayPal. He's actually doing something a little similar to this called Neuralink. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. What is it? So basically what Neuralink is, is he's doing the same thing where it's basically the same concept as well. Uh, he's going to put a chip inside of you. Uh, basically, it's going to be able to make you like co- uh, like contact humans like in a way that we've never seen before. So basically communicate with them in a way where you will not use any words or sounds. It'll just be like telepathically. That's cool. That's cool. Also very frightening, though, because we see yeah, in this book. Is. So far, what the feed is capable of, and how it basically takes control of the brain. Yeah, that's kind of crazy if you think about it. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, like, who would even regulate that stuff? Because I mean, if there's like a master board, like if he like controls like everybody's like chips, that can go seriously wrong. Yeah. You know, like, should there be like some kind of like government service? That, I don't know, regulates the chips? True. Or what if, like, like a hacker, I guess? Yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly. What he can do. Yeah, like that like that guy Anonymous, right? Yeah. In the book. 
But I think Anonymous, I think, I don't know. I don't really keep up with that type of stuff, but I, I'm pretty sure he just does stuff, like, for the good, you know? Yeah. I think he, like, exposes bad stuff. If I, yeah. I might be mistaken. I mean, I might need to fact, fact check that later, but I'm pretty sure that's that's his game. That's his angle. Uh, so what are your what are your thoughts on this uh technology so far in this book? Besides the feet, of course. I I know um, we see like the like the moon is like a common place of travel in these yeah, days. I don't know. I think that's cool. I know, but like I don't know. It's just like weird to think about. I think like why not Mars? Because like the moon has like really no a- atmosphere, or I think that's what it's called. Yeah, oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, man. I I don't know. Is Mars like? Do they even breathe air? Man, that I I I I think space travel is also like an in- an very interesting subject, man. It's kind of cool. Yeah, man. Because you don't know what's out there. You really don't. It's like, would you rather explore, like, the ocean or space? I would rather, I would say space. I'm not. But isn't that so weird? I think they say, like, we only know, like, 5% of what's in the ocean, like, species-wise. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Exactly. We don't know what's, like... And it's on our own planet. Why don't we send like? Yeah, I was about to say that. Why don't we send like insane like rocket sh- like, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like aquatic rocket ships, like below. Submarine. Yeah. Kinda? Like yeah. Yeah. Like why don't we put like the same effort and technology that we put into space travel into like figuring out what's on our own home planet in the waters? Yeah. I mean, they kind of have a reason, just because. <laughs> The the pressure yeah. is like insane if you go that deep. Yeah, man. Could you imagine like what we'd find? I think the only like I think like the, the farthest they know that goes down is like Yeah, let me look this up. Farthest Let's see. I think the farthest that they've ever gone was like thirty-five thousand feet under um, water, dude, and that was the h- highest uh, deep sea dive ever. Dang. I don't know how like, far compared to space, we go like millions of miles, and like we could like see. I don't know how to explain it. I have no clue, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to stop it right now. All right, Linus, could you uh elaborate what you mean by we can see it? What do you mean by that? You mean by, like, telescopes or? Yeah. So per- well, yeah, with telescopes and, like, satellites that we've sent out into space. Yeah. I, I, it's just, couldn't we do that same thing, right? If, like, if humans can't go that far down. I mean, I'm not sure if we do this or not. But can we send them? down to water or you think like it has to all be waterproof right which probably costs even more money if you think yeah, about but it. like i feel like space is a lot more expensive than just you know sending something down into the ocean 
Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, because, like, if anything, they could just send, like, a giant, like, rocket, like, just down with, like, a, like a tracker on it and just... But I guess that, w- that would only, like, measure, like, that portion of the sea. Because, I mean, like, the sea levels, I pr- I'm, like, they, like, rise and they drop and they rise and they drop, like, in different areas. So, that is something to think about, though. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though, what are your thoughts on uh, this future technology, such as drones and these droids that we see uh, being Ooh, created? Like Amazon, Amazon wants to make uh, like deliveries with drones and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I know, um, I know, Domino's does the same too now. Oh, Only like really? in certain like cities, though. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, man, they deliver pizzas cool. and drones. I feel like someone just can like take it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, right. There's also like a liability with that. Like, what if it like accidentally like has like a malfunction and like lands on somebody? Yeah. I like, mean, I'm sure like as time evolves and technology improves and gets better, I'm pretty sure like we won't even be able to tell, like in terms of like a drone or like a droid, like an android. I mean. Like a like an artificial human, I don't think we, we would be able to tell the, like the difference. Wait, what? Wait, what do you mean by that? Like those like androids that you see, like those fake humans that are actually like robots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen like interviews with them. Yeah, and yeah, it's not nobody controlling true. them either, man. It's like their own mind answering yeah, those questions. Yeah, crazy. I think the most famous one is this one like Sophia. It's like a bald. Yeah, that's what I was Caucasian, talking about. Caucasian, yeah, robot. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. And she has, like, I think she has, like, silicone skin, man. She looks so real. Her eyes move. She talks. Yeah, she, like, talks, like. It's weird. Like, it's weird to see her. Yeah. mind, I guess. Like, it's not really, like, a computer. Well, it is a computer doing it, but it's not, like, scripted, I guess, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it makes sense, man. I mean, the AI, the thing with that is it's always, like, learning. It never stops learning. Yeah. And it learns all of the humans. Definitely weird, man. Definitely really weird. <laughs> definitely, definitely weird. Well, uh, what I mean by that is pretty much like, you know, like in like the book, like their environment changed because like those people, like the people in like the feed, right? They're getting like the like ulcers or like sores from yeah. that uh, pollution and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And like, I think there's like another thing where they say like most of like the animals are gone and stuff. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And, like, I think they said somewhere, too, like, people don't, like, critical, like, critically, like, think anymore. I don't know if you remember hearing that. Yeah, I feel like it kind of, like, the feed pretty much does everything for them. Like, they don't really have, like, what is it? I guess, like, a personality. Not really a personality, but, like, I mean, kind of. I don't know. Like, they don't have, um... Like, uh, what do you call it? Like, they don't decide for themselves. Yeah. Like, they're, uh, they're inept in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is one of the things, too, with technology. We, we can become very dependent on it. Like, how we saw in that one, uh, book, the, uh, what was that one where the, the, the lions were there? The nursery? I have no clue. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to look it up. 
I think it was called the nursery or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Basically, the house would come alive, and they would uh do everything for them. Yeah, I have no clue what you're talking about. The Velt. You remember that reading that story, The Velt? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that? Where like the lights or like uh, the room turns off and stuff like that. Yeah, like the room would like fill with like lions. Yeah. And like the house would like wash for them, clean for them, take care of the children. Yeah. And the yeah. children didn't like their parents. Yeah. It, and they liked the house more because like the house did everything for them. Yeah, and then they like uh, I think they lost like electricity, right, or something like that. Uh, I'm I'm not sure about that, but I think. And let's talk about science advancements now, like in terms of like health. Ooh, like, uh, like prosthetic arms, like or like robotic arms. Yeah. Because yeah, with all this future, can go a long way. yeah, with all this futuristic technology in the book, it just makes you think about the future of maybe health. I mean, you see, like in the book, there's a lot of pollution there, but maybe some good could come out of this, though. You never know. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like if there was like. If we're like immune to everything, I guess, like if we don't have any health problems, um, would just be like bad for all like the like doctors and stuff. I don't know. I forgot. There's like a point to this. But, oh, so you're saying like if we create like every like, medicine? Yeah, like if everyone was immune to like everything. Yeah. I feel like if there was like one small like bacteria, I guess. Wait, no. What are you trying to say? I don't know. I remember, like, hearing this. Like, you're saying, like, the the need for doctors and uh, caretakers and healthcare professionals would be, like, not needed anymore? Or what are you trying to say with this? Pretty much, I guess, but, like... That is true, but I feel like like in every circumstance... Uh, there's always going to be like some type of bacteria that's going to infect us. Like I don't think that'll ever stop happening, unless we're like super, super, super clean. Which, yeah. I mean, I which maybe will happen, honestly. But I mean, I guess th- there's always going to be like some type of stuff, something that's like not clean. You know, like um, uh, like it could come from an animal, for example, like the Ebola virus, coronavirus came from a bat, oh, yeah. which is not clean. But I think it's also on our part for not being uh, more cleaner, more sanitized. But I mean, maybe in the future we'll be so sanitized that, yeah, maybe that's right. We won't even have any diseases, which definitely makes you think. It's it's definitely uh, it's a it's a it's a, a tricky thing, though, man, trying to, like, predict the future. Yeah. I mean, you can be wrong. Yeah, there's a lot of. What's it called? Paths we can go. You know, you see like the predictions that Spielberg made with Back to the Future. He said by what? 2015, there'd be flying cars. Yeah. <laughs> hoverboards. I mean, I, I, it's good to think big, but we're not even near there. It's crazy. Not even Man, close. When did that movie come out? Like 1990 or 1980 or something, right? What? Back to the Future? Yeah. Yeah, 1985. 
So, I mean, 30 years, he thought we would be so advanced, but we're not. Maybe that's a good thing, right? We see we see all the downsides that technology does have. I mean, we're still advancing every day. Oh yeah. Not at that speed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all the all the technological technological advancements that we've had, even with just phones, is impressive, man. You see a phone, an iPhone, two thousand nine, eleven years ago. It's like a brick. It's a brick. And then now it's like very thin. FaceTime. LTE. 5G towers. 5 Yeah, 5G is becoming a thing. Yeah. I think that that's the most um, rapid technological advancements that we've made within a particular item. Cell phones. I mean, yeah, everyone's dependent on their phones. Everyone has one at least. And and we were talking about the science advancements of like healthcare and stuff, and you're talking about robotic arms. In a way, we we kind of already are cyborgs. We always have this technological thing on us. It's a part of us. That is true. And is true. and what's a cyborg? Right. Right. Half human, half robot. I consider my phone not human. I mean, yeah, obviously, but. So in a way, I feel like, yeah, we're kind of our cyborg already. Slowly but surely, in my opinion. Yeah. Could be like the start, I guess. Definitely, yeah. And then later on, it's probably going to be like a part of us or something. Like the feed. Like the feed, exactly. Yeah. Because if you see technology, it always gets easier and easier, right, for the consumer. So maybe at first it'll be... I, I do firmly believe that instead of having to carry your phone, people lose it, right? What's the solution for that? Having it on you at all times. How do you have it on you at all times? Put it within yourself. Maybe we'll start with it being on the hand, being able to open the palm of your hand and scroll through your phone, yeah. being on your hand. And then slowly but surely, I see Yeah, I see no reason why we couldn't get to where the feet is. To yeah. that part where it's just in the brain part of you. And like, like credit cards and stuff, like now we have like online banking. That we don't have to like worry about, I guess, our credit card. Exactly. Safety. Yeah. Security too. Security, exactly. I mean, yeah, a lot, lot of downsides, but man, there's sure a lot of good sides though. A lot of pros to this. Helping a lot of people. You know? Yeah. But you really can't predict where we're gonna go. You just gotta let it do its thing. Just gotta let it do its thing, yeah, honestly. And today's lunch special will now be read by Alanis Lynch. Alright, so the lunch special for today is mac and cheese with chicken tenders. Should be good, guys. Make sure to stop by the cafeteria whenever your lunch period is. Now back to the podcast. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now we will proceed and begin to talk about the great mind behind this book, um, the author, who is M.T. Anderson. Now, for those of you that don't know about him, uh, we'll tell you a little bit about his background. Uh, the man was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1968. So what does that make him now? Let's see. 70, 52, right? Wow. Yep. 52. Is there anybody that you know that's that's old? 
No, no. Not right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like my grandma, man, but geez. No, I'm just kidding. Guy's still young, you know. He's had a good career so far. Uh, he wrote many books. Many books. His, one of his most famous ones is uh, Feed. Definitely Feed. Yeah. And then he has uh, The Game of Sunken Places. It's also a good one. What is that about, do you know? Uh, I'm not sure, but I do know that he's an author that likes to, you know, explore different genres and meanings. Uh, he's got a couple prizes. He he won the L.A. Times Book Prize um, for the book Feed. And, cool. uh, you know, the first volume of his uh, Octavian Nothing saga that won the National Book Award and the Boston Globe slash Horn Book Prize. So I think if we, I mean, whoever's listening to this, if you like a book like Feed, I do recommend the Octavian Nothing Saga. Seems like that's a pretty uh, prized uh, book of his. Very awarded. So, um, yeah, all in all, this guy seems pretty cool. What are your thoughts on him so far? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm just looking at his uh, books, yeah. his other books, and they all look like like fiction, like science fiction uh, in a way. Like, for example, The Landscape with Invisible Hands. It's like a UFO on the front of the book or like... Uh, what is this? Oh, the chamber in the sky, which looks like two robots. Yeah, I don't know. That's like the cover of it, or what? Yeah, it's like the cover. It's like a lot of like science fiction or like futuristic books that he likes to write. Yeah, it seems like it. So I wonder. Like yeah, like I just wonder what made him want to write that. Like, what inspired him when he was a young kid, or even like a young man that. Yeah, especially because that book came out 2002, which was a while ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, it still holds up. I I, I enjoy it so far. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's decent. Like, think of this, you know, because it's kind of hard to think of, like, like, future things, I guess. Like, to create, like, a Yeah, like a technology that's, like, far beyond what we can do. Yeah, you definitely got to have an um, imaginary uh, kid-like uh, mind, you know? Yeah. Like, imagine what, like, the uh, like Egyptians thought, I guess, you know? Yeah. What do you mean by that, Egyptians? Like, they would never, like, know what a phone was or is. Like, they would never, like, think of that, you know? Or, like... I don't know, like in in a couple. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the show uh, Ancient Aliens. I'm not. Right. I, I must say, man, in a couple of like the uh, a couple of the episodes, man, they show like these like tombs, and I think one of them they they they, they like depict what looks or like appears to be like an astronaut with like a helmet on, and then what like the? yeah, and there's like a a tomb. I don't know if it's like a Chinese tomb or somewhere in Asia, maybe. But uh, there's like a, a wristwatch on one of like the mummies. That's kind of like a Swiss creepy, wristwatch. I guess. Yeah, kinda and it's like preserved. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I mean, there's always you know, there's no one knows for sure like how advanced they were. 
or like how they became to be advanced. You know, some people say it was aliens. Like, how did they know? Like, even when you see like the the Great Pyramids of Giza, right? They're like the their exact coordinates. In specific coordinates. Yeah, and it's like the speed of light, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like the exact coordinate, sure. and they like line yeah, up with like the stars. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like or Orion's Belt or whatever. I mean, it's definitely cool, but who knows, man? It's it's a weird thing. There's a lot of weird things in this world. A lot of unexplained. Yeah, like the Bermuda Triangle as well. Oh yeah, that's a big one. What was it? Or like? just like our oceans in general. Like we don't know what's what's yeah. even in there. Kind of crazy. Yeah, Go, going back to our earlier topic about oceans, right? That was an interesting yeah. conversation we had. But yeah. M.T. Anderson, who I think his real name is, uh, what is it? What was that you cut off there? Uh, It's Matthew Tobin Anderson. That's his full name. Matthew Tobin Anderson. Yep. Not going to lie. I kind of like the M.T. It's a nice shortened version. Yeah, that's kind of unique. Yeah, it's unique for sure. It says when he was uh, very little, his family went to live in his family went to live in Italy, so maybe some of his work derives from Italy, maybe? Some of the stuff he saw? Maybe. I mean, I haven't read any of his other books, but I think might have, like, little Easter eggs, I guess, about his childhood. Yeah, right now I'm actually reading his blog, and it said, uh, my father was working on a radar system at a U.S. Army base. That's something to think about. Maybe him being exposed to like the radars and like I mean, definitely technology based being yeah. introduced to that like a young age. Why he wrote these like futuristic books? Yeah, maybe like that fascinated him. Yeah, I mean, I would be fascinated too if my dad worked at a radar, radar station. Yeah, radar system, right? I mean, like, yeah. maybe like the first first time you ever like walked into like Best Buy. <laughs> it's all the tech. All the tech, right? It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Like, maybe that, like, impacted him some way. Yeah. I know what you mean. I mean... I wonder if that made him think about what the feed was, or is, I mean... Oh, like, maybe that, like, uh, maybe he drew some inspiration from the radar tech? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, his father, if he worked at a radar system, he he probably talked a lot about technology in the in the house. So maybe that was a big part of, like, the dinner table conversation for him. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, especially if you lived in Italy, what's over there? Rome, right? Oh, yeah. So maybe, like, all the history. Yeah, maybe all the histories. Maybe him seeing, like, the Colosseum and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, especially at a young age. That's got to spark something inside you and i guess for him it was becoming a writer and writing these um imaginative futuristic mm-hmm. novels that impacts kids and people to this day which is something that uh it's very cool uh moving forward we're just going to talk about uh the characters uh real quickly so uh who's your favorite character so far alanis uh, mine is probably Violet, just because she knows what's going on. Like, all the other kids, like Titus and all of his, like, friends, mm-hmm. 
they they don't like they don't notice that they're being controlled by the government. Exactly. And Violet does. So I feel like she's like more of a relatable character. Yeah, I agree. I do like Violet. I think she's cool. I don't know. I kind of like Titus because you know he's rich. Um, yeah, but he he thinks everything's boring. Like imagine going to the moon and thinking that's boring. Like I think that's like insane. To I think mean, about. I mean, for us, but like you see, like um, I don't know. Like let's. I think because we're like so like in the past, and he's like in the future, right? I mean, like, like, I, like, hypothetically. So maybe that's like an everyday thing for him. Like, yeah, that's true. I like, mean, like, you know, us, like, uh, I don't know, going on, like, a plane ride. You got to think about it. Like, the Wright brothers, them doing it for the first time, they're probably, like, so fascinated and exciting for them. It's kind of the same thing with, like, the moon travel, I'd say. Yeah, it could be, like, uh, what is it called? Kind of like the same concept. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, so far, yeah, I think my favorite is Titus. Yours is Violet. Uh, yeah. I like Titus, yeah. I think it's he's kind of like a cool character, very unique character. I, I like that he's not like an ordinary kid, you know. I like that he's like kind of rich and stuff because like, it makes you like – I mean, everybody wants to be rich, right? So I, think- I feel like he uh, – M.T. Anderson tried to make Titus like as – teenager I don't even know how to like say it. like like what teens would do I guess yeah what he thinks would you know yeah I get you so he's all like right. more relatable yeah alright so uh, just gonna wrap it up here uh, final predictions uh, anything that uh, you wanna see or perhaps change in the story or any just like final predictions you have so oh uh I don't know. I feel like I wonder if they're gonna like overthrow the government. Maybe at the end of the book. Yeah. Something like that. What do you think? Uh, I think something sort of like that. Because I mean, Violet, she's waking up. It seems like she's kind of waking Titus up. So yeah. Maybe then it transfers to the friend group, and then that just creates like a whole like domino effect, and then like yeah, they just like overthrow the government. Everybody opens their eyes. I think that'd be a cool uh, storyline to explore. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like you uh, books usually just like have like a super short, I guess, ending yeah. in a way. So I'm, I'm wondering if this book is actually going to have like a lot of details yeah. of what's going to happen at the end. Yeah, man. I guess all we got to do is just wait and see, huh? Yep. All right. Well, all right. Well, that's the end of the podcast today, folks. Alanis, it was nice meeting you, man. Take care. Yep, you too. Peace out, buddy. Yeah. Take care, everybody.